Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au It's been so good to uh, worship together and uh, now it's time for us to, to go to the Word of God. If you have your Bibles, uh, please turn with me to Proverbs uh, chapter 1 and verse 33. That's Proverbs uh, chapter 1 and uh, verse 33. The Bible says this, uh, Whoever listens to me, and it's wisdom uh, speaking, whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Uh, let me read that again. Uh, it's Proverbs one thirty three. Whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you at this time in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your spirit and your presence that is with us uh, even in this place. I just pray that there would be uh, faith in our hearts uh, to receive this word. We know that you're not limited by buildings, but you are limited by faith. I pray that you would stir faith in our hearts to believe that this word would speak into our lives and into our situations today. Bind every spirit of fear and intimidation. Just let there be freedom to speak and to receive your word. And Father, uh, I just pray that... um, Uh, there would be a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would understand that your gifts would be in operation. Even as I speak this word, this we pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, we're looking at this whole subject of wisdom and how important wisdom is uh, to our lives. How we need wisdom uh, in these times, these uncertain times that we're living in even right now. As we saw last week, Jesus said this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice uh, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, there's our key word. Uh, The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on a rock. And again, Jesus here is not speaking about houses. He's not speaking about foundations. He's not speaking about rains and streams and winds. Uh, He's speaking about our life. He's speaking about what we build our life on. And then the rains and the streams and the winds are the uncertain circumstances that we go through, the challenges, the difficulties that we're going through. And what Jesus is saying is that when we build our house, our life, on the Word of God, on the promises of God's Word, on the truths outlined in Scripture, then as we face challenges, we will be able to get through those difficulties in our lives. In the uncertain times that we're living in, more than ever, what we need to do is stand on the truths, on the principles of God's Word. More than ever, we need to remember what God says to us and what God says about us. More than ever, we need to confess the truth of what God says in His Word. Well, last week we were encouraged to trust God. We, we looked at the whole concept of faith and uh, how we need faith in our lives uh, and how we can trust God even as we're going through, through difficulties. Today I want to look at uh, how to deal with fear. How to deal with fear. The um, 
text that we read in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 33. Uh, let me read it to you from another translation. It's the Passion uh, Translation, one of the, the newer translations that we have. It says, But the one who always listens to me, again speaking about wisdom, will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace, free from fear, confident and courageous. You will rest unafraid and sheltered uh, from the storms of life. Uh, if there's one emotion that has gripped the hearts of so many people uh, in these days, it's the emotion of fear. There's the fear of the future. Uh, there's the fear of uh, things getting worse than what they are. There's the fear in relation to the economy, uh, of course, of getting the virus. And how are we going to get to the other side of this whole uh, pandemic, this whole situation that we're going through? Fear is uh, one of those emotions that all of us uh, will need to deal with in our own lives. It's one of those emotions that can uh, grip us and overwhelm us uh, in such a powerful way. Now, the Bible has so much to say about fear. In fact, if you have ever experienced fear in your life, uh, let me say you're in good company. Uh, Abraham experienced fear, Moses, Joshua, David, Jeremiah. Uh, even the Apostle Paul went through seasons where uh, he was uh, anxious and afraid. Um, the problem is not that fear comes to our house. The problem is not that we experience fear. The problem is what do we do with it? If we uh, allow fear to dominate our hearts, it can paralyze us. Uh, it can uh, keep us in a prison. And uh, fear never likes to be alone. It usually calls some of its best friends to be with it. And some of its best friends are anxiety uh, and depression. The question, I guess, for us is, well, how do we deal with fear? How do we deal with the fear in our own lives? Well, in dealing with fear, the first thing that we need to understand is that uh, fear is uh, first and foremost a spirit. Our battle against fear is first and foremost a spiritual battle. Uh, so often we think the battle is with the fear object, whatever it is that we're afraid of. Uh, no, our battle is, is, is spiritual. It's one of the weapons that the enemy uses to come against us, to unsettle us. So Timothy was going through uh, a situation where he was quite afraid. And uh, Paul writes a letter to Timothy. In that letter, he says to him, For God did not give us a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power, love, and of self-discipline. Uh, we really need to be careful in these times that we don't allow a spirit of fear to dominate our hearts, to dominate our lives. Uh, Paul says in Romans, uh, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. There it is right there. Um, fear is a, is, a, is a good servant. It can, it can certainly help us in times uh, to avoid certain things. But it can be a terrible master. And Paul is saying to the Roman church, and he's saying to us as well, you know, that when we gave our life to Christ, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, have a, we didn't get a spirit that would, would make us again a slave to fear. God has delivered us from that. So John Bevere says, 
Since fear and intimidation is a spirit, it cannot be fought on the level of the intellect or the will. Spiritual resistance requires spiritual assistance. It must be addressed in the realm of the spirit. And at the core of fear uh, is a strategy to make us lose our faith in God. Um, at the core of, of fear or the purpose of fear or why the enemy uses the weapon of fear to come against us is because he wants us to, 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 to take our, our eyes off of God and onto the fear object. Um, he wants to make us lose our, our faith in God. So we need to remember that even as we protect ourselves during this particular time, uh, that ultimately uh, our trust and our faith is in God. We need to remember the truths of God's Word. So there's a great story in, in Scripture that illustrates this particular principle. It's the story of Elijah and how he conquered the prophets of Baal. Um, Elijah and the prophets of Baal are gathered on Mount Carmel. Most of us know that story. Uh, it's a, a sacrifice is set up and there's this kind of competition between uh, Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Um, it's who can get fire to come down from heaven to burn the sacrifice. So the prophets of Baal pray. Um, they're praying all day and nothing happens. And then Elijah prays a, a simple prayer uh, and fire comes down from heaven and burns the sacrifice and burns um, the offering. And so the prophets of Baal were defeated. And as you read the story, when Queen Jezebel finds out what Elijah had done, uh, she gives an order uh, to have Elijah killed as soon as possible. So the Bible says that uh, Elijah finds out that Jezebel wants him dead. And listen to what the Bible says. Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. Now, this is an amazing story because uh, Elijah had been used by God in such a powerful way. Um, you imagine he had seen fire come down from heaven. Uh, he prays this small prayer and God answers in a miraculous way, uh, defeats the prophets of Baal. Um, if, you, if you read before this story and even after this story, you'll, you'll read about the times that Elijah was used by God to, to do miracles and uh, just saw some incredible things happen in and through his life. Yet look at what fear did to him. It's incredible that he's just, he's just he hears this, 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 this one phrase, you know, Jezebel wants you dead. And he was afraid immediately and he's running for his life. That's the power of fear. That's what fear can do to our lives. If we don't deal with fear in our own lives, it, it has the capacity to dominate us. Although we've seen God do some amazing things in our own lives, uh, some, some of us have seen miracles even happen inside of our lives. Some of us, God has delivered us out of some incredible situations, healing, the power of God. Um, if, if we're not careful... Uh, we, can, we can lose our faith in God within days by uh, being overcome by a spirit of fear. So how does God deal with Elijah? Well, God begins to speak to him. Uh, God begins to speak 
truth into his life. He says, uh, Elijah thought he was the only one left that was serving God. And he says, you're not the only one left. I've, I've reserved 7,000 people who have not bowed down to Baal. And, and God begins to remind him of who he was and what God wanted to do in and through his life. If fear is a weapon the enemy uses to come against us, then we, we also need to use spiritual weapons uh, to deal with the enemy. And one of the greatest weapons we have is truth. It's the word of God. Jesus said the wise man builds his house on his word. So what does the Bible say about us in relation to fear? What, what, what are some of the truths that are, that are outlined uh, in Scripture? And I kind of spoke a little bit about this last week, but I, but I want to uh, reiterate some of these thoughts because I think it's so powerful that we're reminded uh, about the truths of God's Word. It's so important that we're confessing and speaking and understanding um, and listening to what the Bible says about us and how we address these kind of situations. And we can, we can learn from an Elijah. Um, and I, you know, as I, I, was, I was just reflecting on this, it was just, just incredible how quickly uh, Elijah fell from a position of strength to a position of weakness. In fact, um, uh, he, he, got, he was so low at, at his lowest point. He was saying, God, just take my life. I don't want to be here anymore. That's how quickly uh, uh, fear uh, brought him down. And that's how, how quickly fear can affect us and affect our faith in our own lives. And so it's so crucial that we know uh, what the Bible says about us and the truths outlined in Scripture, because that's what we need to build our lives on. That's what we need to build our hearts on. So the first truth that we need to remember is that God is with us. One of the, one of the characteristics of God is that He is uh, omnipresent. Now that means He's everywhere. There is nowhere where we can go that God is not there. Now that's a powerful truth. Um, David said in Psalm 139, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I run and hide from your face? If I go up to the heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will overpower me. These verses are so rich with, with promise. Uh, there's nowhere where we can go that God is not there. Your hand will guide me. You will hold me. You will be with me even in the darkest hour. It's a great scripture that reminds us that God knows exactly where we are and what's happening in our lives. Jeremiah says this, uh, Jeremiah 23, 24, can anyone hide in secret places uh, so that I cannot see him? This is God speaking, uh, declares the Lord. Do not I fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. It, can someone hide from God? Can we hide from God? The answer is, of course, uh, no. Uh, God is everywhere and God is with us. And so one, one of the first antidotes to fear is is to understand the truth and to understand that, that God is, is with us. 
that God is with us even right now. His presence is with us. And he will see us through. A second truth that helps us uh, overcome fear is the knowledge that Christ is uh, interceding for us. Paul says to the Romans, what then shall we say in response to this? This is Romans 8.31. If God is for us, then who can be against us? Again, it's a powerful truth. Um, if God is for us, then who can stand against us? We can just rest in the knowledge that God is with us. Um, Paul continues in the same chapter, Romans chapter 8, and he says, Christ Jesus, who died and was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, and listen carefully, and is also interceding for us. Now, there's a, there's a powerful truth right there. Paul says that Jesus is interceding for you and for me. He's praying for us. One person said, uh, if I could hear the Lord praying for me, then I would not fear a thousand enemies. Not only is God for us, but God is also interceding for us. Third truth that applies uh, to fear is that Christ is our helper. Um, he says uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, he says, uh, Never will I leave you. And never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Um, now, the context of this is finance. Uh, the context of this scripture is, is, is uh, the whole area of finance. And, you know, certainly one of the things that uh, I know a lot of people are afraid of and um, is, is what's going to happen to us financially and People are actually losing their jobs and, and, and how are they going to get through this season? How are they going to get through to the other side uh, of, of this season? And, and just listen to the scripture because, because we, we need to allow this thought to enter into our spirits where God says, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. So therefore, I'm not going to be afraid. God is saying to us, I'm, I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. you. You may feel like you're all alone. You may, you, you, you may feel overwhelmed by what you're going through, but, but I'm never going to leave you. So don't be afraid. And we can declare that with confidence. God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified or afraid because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. It's the same principle. We see those thoughts in the New Testament. Now we're looking at the same thoughts in the Old Testament. Uh, God said this to Joshua about five times. He said to him again, again and again, do not be afraid. Be strong and courageous. I'm with you. I'm going to see you through. Any idea why God actually said that? I, I, I believe God said that to him because no doubt he was fearful. Um, Moses had died. Uh, God was about to lead Joshua and the people of Israel uh, into the promised land. And uh, there were giants to deal with, nations bigger and stronger than the nation of Israel. And, and Joshua was about to face all of that. And so there was no doubt that there was fear in his life uh, about how he was going to get through this. 
And God says to Joshua again and again and again, and he's saying this to you and to me. He's saying, do not be afraid. I'm going to go with you. You're going to be outnumbered at times. The battle might, might seem tough, but don't be afraid. I will help you to defeat the giants. I'll help you to get through this. Question, are there some giants in our lives today? Are there some giants that we're afraid of that are keeping us paralyzed and in fear? Are there some giants that are speaking to us, that are saying to us, I'm bigger and I'm stronger than you and I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to defeat you? Are there giants in our lives that are keeping us from being everything that God has called us to be? If, if that's the case, we need to remember that God is for us. That God is with us. And he's going to see us through. One final promise comes from Psalm 27. Psalm 27 is a, is a great psalm uh, that deals with the whole subject of fear. And um, again, the psalmist is writing this um, and uh, listen, listen to what they say. Verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And here's, an, here's another great truth. Here's another great principle. God is the stronghold of my life. Um, one of the reasons why fear so often continues to grow in our lives is because it's left in the dark. People hide their fears. They ignore their fears. Um, they pretend the fear doesn't exist. Um, the greatest thing that we can do with fear is bring it into the light and face it. Bring it into the light of God's word. It's not pretend, well, I'm not afraid. It's not deny the reality of our feelings or our emotions. It's to acknowledge the reality of those feelings and bring them into the light of God's word, the truth of God's word. The Lord is the light of my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Psalm 27 verse 2 goes on to say, When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Now, uh, the psalmist was actually talking about armies. He was actually talking about soldiers. He was talking about people. But so often our enemies are not necessarily people, but they can be thoughts. Some of the greatest battles that we face in our lives are not battles with people or with, with situations. Some of the greatest battles are the battles we face in our mind and in our emotions. And, and what the psalmist is saying here is that when, when the enemy of fear comes to attack us, uh, it will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, though a, a whole range of thoughts come against us, my heart will not fear, though war break out against me. Even then will I be confident. I mean, you know, the psalmist David is escalating this. Well, well, you know, if, if it's just a few, a few enemies and no, if it's a, if it's a whole army, not if war breaks out. No, you know what? I'm still going to be confident that, God, you're going to see me through. And, 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 and I, I, I think we need to declare the truth, that God is going to see us through, us through. Look at what the psalmist uh, says. He says, the Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my stronghold. My enemies will stumble and fall. I'm not going to give in to fear. 
God is with me and he will keep me safe. Question then becomes, well, well, how do we put all of this into practice? How do we apply some of these principles uh, to our lives? Again, a little bit like some of the things I spoke about last week. Um, whether we like it or not, we are surrounded by fear. Um, fear is everywhere. Uh, the other day I was um, walking into one of the supermarkets, you know, and I've never walked into a supermarket with fear, but now it's, you can just feel the tension uh, around. Everybody's keeping their distance and uh, you don't know if you can touch a product or not touch a product and people are wiping their hands and, you know, everyone's highly vigilant. And anyway, I walked into, into the supermarket and uh, uh, within, within a few minutes that I was there, I had to sneeze. And uh, so all of, a, all of a sudden, I couldn't stop it. I just sneezed really loud. And I was, I was, I was so concerned because all these people were kind of watching and so, and so forth. Fear. I was expecting, you know, some of the security guards to come out and say, did you sneeze, you know, and, and so on. Fear is everywhere. And all of us are going to be affected by fear to one degree or another. The problem is not the fear. The problem is what we do with it. Some people deny the fear. Some people pretend it's not there. Some people excuse the fear. Greatest thing that we can do is face it with faith. Um, if, we, if, we don't, if we don't deal with that fear, like Elijah, we can, we can lose our faith in, in moments we can go from a strong position of faith to not having a faith at all in moments as it happened in Elijah's life. He said what we need to do is acknowledge the fear. These are stressful times. That's the reality. We don't know what's going to happen next. We are feeling uncertain about the future. But as we, as we, as we acknowledge the truth of what we're feeling as we acknowledge those emotions of fear, we need to also confess the truths of God's word. I love, what, what I love about the scriptures, what I love about the psalmist is that uh, the psalmist David, he, he never pretended things were not good. He always uh, spoke about exactly what he was going through, but he didn't just speak about the challenge, he, he, challenges. He always said, but my hope is in God and God is going to see me through. And so we need to declare the same thing. I'm feeling anxious right now, but I know that God is with me. I'm feeling uncertain about the future, but I know that God is for me and I know that God is going to see me through. I know that God is my strength. There's something very powerful about confessing the truth, something very powerful about speaking those words over our lives. It's allowing our thoughts, our mind, our heart to hear the truth of God's word. In the midst of all the voices, in the midst of all the messages, we speak the word of God into our hearts and into our lives because that's what protects us from harm. As I finish, let me give you two more things to do when we feel afraid. Um, Saul was uh, the first king of Israel and he was a great king, King Saul. But David was even stronger than him. 
And um, when David came back from war, the people would begin to sing, well, Saul has slayed the thousands, but David the tens of thousands. Well, King Saul became jealous of David and wanted to kill him. So David uh, had to leave. David had to flee. The Bible tells us the story that David went to a place called Gath. And he thought, well, if I go to Gath, then, uh, then things are going to be better. I'm going to be in a safe place. But instead of things getting better, they actually got worse for David. The problem was uh, Goliath, uh, whom David had killed uh, when he was a young boy, actually came from this town called Gath. So when David was there, uh, people began to recognize him and they go, hey, isn't that David? And um, isn't that David that killed Goliath and so on? So David started to be afraid. And so what David did, he came up with this strategy to pretend that he had lost his mind. And uh, so they ended up taking uh, David before the king. And the king said, Am I so short of madmen that you have to bring this fellow here to carry on like this in front of me? Must this man come into my house? So the king basically said, just get him out of here. So David left Gath and um, he went to the caves of Agilin, where it's thought that he wrote Psalm 34. Psalm 34 is a powerful psalm. Let me, let me read it to you. David said this. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. How, how do we deal with fear? Firstly, we need to speak truth into those thoughts, into those emotions of fear. We need, we need to speak the truth of God's word. We need to confess the truth of God's word into those emotions of fear. God is with me. God is going to see me through. God is for me. He is my strength. Secondly, we need to begin to worship God. David says, I will bless the Lord at all times in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the challenges. Begin to worship the Lord. Something changes, something shifts in our spirit as we begin to worship and praise God. And thirdly, we need to bring our fears to God. David says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me. From all my fears, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all of my fears. Don't let fear dominate your life. Acknowledge the fear and allow God to deliver you from all your fears, to deliver us from all of our fears. He's with us. This proverb says, but the one who always listens to me, speaking of wisdom, but actually speaking of God, will live undisturbed in a heavenly peace, free from fear, confident and courageous. You will rest unafraid and sheltered 
from the storms of life. I pray that God's word would speak to all of us today. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. I just thank you for grace and mercy. I thank you for the spirit of God that is with us, even right now. I thank you that wherever we are in our homes and uh, that, Father, we just thank you that your spirit is with us. And, Father, we thank you that you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I just pray for those who right now may be experiencing a fear in their hearts and lives for whatever reasons, Lord. I just, I just pray that by the Spirit of God, that, that faith would begin to rise in their hearts, that they would acknowledge who you are, Lord God, that these principles in your word, Father, would not just be thoughts or ideas or good concepts, Lord God, but that they would become a revelation in our hearts by your grace and for your glory, Lord God. We love you so much, Lord God. We thank you for the incredible things that you've done. Father, and you've seen us through some amazing challenges, Lord God, some incredible difficulties. You've, you've seen us through so much, Lord God, and you will see us through this challenge as, as well, Lord God. Glorify your name in our hearts and lives. We bind every work of the enemy, Lord God, every strategy, every scheme of the enemy, Lord God. Let us know who we are in Christ. Let us get a revelation of the authority that we have in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us stand on the truths of your word. Build our lives on a foundation of the truths of your word. Stand on your word, knowing, Father, that you're going to see us through and that your peace is going to rule and guard and protect our hearts. This is our prayer, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you.